Hello and welcome to Science Unscripted. It's Connor here. And Gabe. And today we're going to be talking about the, the deadliest animal in the world, at least for, for human beings. By far the deadliest animal. The most fatal, the deadliest of all. And I don't know what you, our listeners, have in mind, but it's, it's not very big. The mosquito. 700 million mosquito-borne diseases per year. That's an unfathomable number. And of those, there are roughly 700,000 deaths per year. It's, there, there's nothing quite like this animal that all of us have an opinion on mm. and that researchers in Israel have been trying to stop. Yeah, there, there are a number of ways to repel mosquitoes, uh, creams, sprays you can put on. These guys in, in, at the Hebrew University in Jerusalem have come, with, come up with what they say is a way to solve this problem. Science Unscripted. Hi, my name is Jonathan Bobot. I'm a researcher at the Hebrew University here in Israel, and I study how mosquitoes smell people. And you've just published some research on a new way to repel them. So, in fact, last summer, we identified this perfume. It's called Indol. I know it's a new name and it's complicated, but we humans love that compound. It's a smell that we put in perfume, that we put in as a food additive, in coffee, in chocolate, and what have you. And we humans and mosquitoes are very interested in it, and we discover that it repels them. But the problem with the smell, as you know, is that it dissipates in air very quickly. So we needed a, a mechanism, a system, to slowly release that smell. And to do this, we reached out to this um, colleague of ours, Professor Odet Shosayov, in the same university, and they mixed their magic polymer made of wood with our uh, repellent. And we found out that this system, when you put it on your skin, prevents mosquitoes from detecting you and also is repelled by the repellent we put inside that cream. But even if a mosquito lands on your skin, it won't be able to bite through that cream because it acts as an armor. So it's a three-level protection system. Let's say I'm walking through the forest and I smell a barbecue. I smell a, a pig being roasted over the fire. And of course, that makes me hungry. And so I want to walk over to the pig roasting on the fire and take a bite out of it. That would make me like a mosquito and that would make the pig like a human. So what are you putting on that pig that makes me unable to do anything with it? So to push the analogy even further, your roasting pig... Half of it is wrapped in aluminum foil, which would be your clothes, and half of it is uh, exposed to the air. So first of all, you would not smell the pig because the smell coming off of the pig would be compromised by this physical barrier that is this cream. So you wouldn't be able to identify the source of that smell uh, very well. So that would be the first thing. But let's say um, that you still manage fortuitously to come close to the pig. And then at this point, you have the repellent acting. So the repellent is telling you, well, there might be something interesting there, but there is something I really don't like about it, and I may want to look for something else. But let's say you are a very lucky mosquito, and uh, you're very persistent as well, and you, you manage to land on that pig. And then you prepare your teeth to sink into it. And this is where you break your teeth, because that cream uh, provides a physical barrier that prevents your mouth to chew on the, on the pig, on the meat. If it, if it works as well as you say, you stand to make, what, billions of dollars off of this? Is that, was that the point? Are you trying to make money off of this? I wouldn't mind. That would be a, a nice development in addition to being excited about this, uh, this discovery, of course. 
do you expect it to come under, say, uh, 25 euros to 150 euros per liter? Because when I scour the internet for DEET products, which I just did, it depends, of course, on the concentration of DEET in the um, insect repellent. Uh, could, will this possibly be cheaper than that? Is this something that people can hope to buy at a reasonable price to protect themselves and their kids and their families? Listen, at this point, we just uh, published uh, the findings. Um, I'm a researcher. I have no knowledge of, uh, of the economics behind it. Um, I don't want to give you a number because I'm sure I will have to recuse myself. But considering that cellulose is a very cheap material, and that repellents such as the one that we developed in our lab, uh, Indol, which is also a ubiquitous odorant that is used in perfume, I'm pretty sure we could be very competitive in this market of uh, repellents. And real quick for the people out there listening, how far can they fly? Like if I go out to my backyard and I remove all sources of standing water, the flower pots are eliminated, there's not a drop of water anywhere around. Have I locally, hyper-locally solved my mosquito problem? Or how, how far does their reach or stretch? Locally, uh, using their own uh, devices, using their wings, they can fly hundreds of meters. And they, also be, they can also be carried out by, um, by wind. So in theory, they could cross much larger distances. So let's say you clean up your yard. If your neighbors don't do the same, you'll be, you'll be disappointed. Where does your fascination for mosquitoes come from? I'm assuming you've put a, quite a few years of your life. You know, you only got one life and you spent it researching mosquitoes. Why? Yeah, well, it's so ridiculous. There are very few people like us working on mosquitoes because it's a really strange uh, uh, job, uh, line of work, let's say. Uh, well, I started, uh, I was, since, since I was a kid, I was fascinated by insects, like mostly ants and, uh, and other bugs, like as far as I can remember. So I naturally... Um, gravitated around biology and and then when it became um, um, serious that I needed to make a career choice um, you get funding for working on insects that are of agricultural or medical importance and at this point uh, I was able to find a, a thesis a PhD in the US with funding to do work on mosquitoes I said well okay these are not ants but they do use chemicals to communicate and to navigate in their environment and uh, smell is a fascinating topic, um, so I jumped on it. And, and there, is a, there is a worldwide problem with mosquitoes, whether they transmit diseases or not, they're annoying. So it allows me to explore how the sense of smell functions. And you'd be surprised to know that it's very similar to the human sense of smell. They use smell receptors. The integration of the information in the brain is similar, at least at the first synaptic level, so when two neurons are communicating to each other. So you learn a lot. You learn about smell. You learn about how to detect smells. You compare between humans and non-humans. And it's interesting. It's fascinating, in fact. That was Jonathan Babot from Hebrew University in Jerusalem talking about a what would be a miracle for, for humanity. Yeah. He got into this field for medical reasons because it's such a medically relevant question trying to solve this vector, these animals transmitting all these diseases to humans. It's also just, is there a more annoying animal out there than, than the mosquito? Mm. I, I've got, as, as, while we were talking to him, I was looking down at my left forearm here. I don't know if you can see that, Gabe. Yeah, a little, that, little bite. Yeah. Little mosquito. Mosquito there. Bite, right on my arm. It, 
I spent most of my childhood having to listen to my mom complain about mosquitoes. She came from, from the Rotterdam, the Netherlands, left Holland and went to Wisconsin. A lot of mosquitoes there in the summer. I, my, my whole life, mosquitoes, mosquitoes, mosquitoes. Yeah. Oh, because mosquitoes. She, she didn't have didn't, them like that back home. Yeah. Yeah, of course, of course. No, they're, they're horrible creatures. Um, we will follow up on this chat at some point with a look into ongoing experiments to completely eradicate them. For those of you out there who are celebrating that idea, just keep in mind that one of the questions, one of the many questions those researchers are asking, some of them based in the U.S. state of Florida, is the extent to which doing that would massively impact the local uh, ecosystem. Because Mm. despite the fact that they annoy us greatly, they are a huge source of food for various insects and birds and the birds that eat those insects that eat those insects. But it's nice to know that people are still working on more solutions to a problem that affects all of us in very different ways. Yeah, they're working on it. And, and from what Jonathan was saying, they might have a solution, a practical, and you can actually use this stuff soon. Within a year, he said they were going to be close. Again, we should reiterate that there is a lot of money to be made. Yeah. So take this, maybe take this whole interview with a grain of salt. But yeah, they're, from what they're saying and the way he was describing it, I think they're onto something. I hope so. Mm-hmm. If you have anything else to say, on this topic, anything about mosquitoes or other bugs, get in touch. We're su at dw.com. Science unscripted.